You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is out in theaters right now, and we're going to take a look back tonight at the film that started this franchise on its 25th anniversary, Steven Spielberg's dinosaur masterpiece, Jurassic Park. You no trouble. Me, fifth element. Supreme being. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Ah, yes, I was wondering what would break first. Your spirit or your money. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. God is dead. This city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, yes. Mayor. Real wrath of God type stuff. Dead fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes. The dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Place, world, parks. What are we gonna call this one, guys? <laughs> sounds really close Jurassic to the second one. We neighborhood. Did. No, no, no. They, they've already forgotten about that one. No, but it really sounds like the second one that we did. No, no, no. They forgot about that one. <laughs> but we are covering Jurassic Park. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Before it went worldwide, it's now just it's the park. <laughs> what was the second Jurassic Park called? Uh, Lost, the Lost World. world. Lost, I mean, the world. Lost World. Yeah. Jurassic World. Jurassic World. Jurassic Lost Park. Park. World. Yeah. Only thing we only thing this series is missing is Woody Harrelson, and it will be in the next one, I'm sure. Wait, why, why does Woody Harrelson have to make an appearance? I'm not. I'm, I'm not just getting feeling that. like he he's kind of putting himself in every is he putting franchise himself in any franchise? These days. I just feel like he's really getting out there. Really? Yeah. Or I Caesar the Ape, he he could show up in the next one. Yeah. Okay, now that guy, yes, he does make an appearance in like every. What's that actor's name? Uh, uh, Andy, Andy Circus. Andy Circus. Yes, yeah. he does show up in every freaking trilogy. Yeah. Okay, uh, I'm Brian Elkins. With me tonight, <laughs> Jeremy Benson. And Jared. Uh, Jared Callen, now with Dino Damage. Di- oh, man. D- did you just bring up a 1993 uh, toy commercial? I just brought up a 1993 <laughs> Jurassic Park toy commercial. All the dinosaurs, Jeremy, had, were branded with this, like, JP. It was like a J. So so imagine, like, the J in my name. So you go down, like, J, and then curve up. And then the back part. I, I, have, I have one of those, too. Yeah, the back part of your, of the Jeremy. <laughs> Uh, is at the top of that's the P, so it'd be like J, P, so Jurassic Park. So uh-huh. all, all the dinosaurs were branded with that, and then like the T Rex I had, you could pull off a piece of his chest, and it opens up, and you could see his like um, his rib cage because it's dino damage. So when the dinos fight, 
you know, you, you could rip a piece of them off and it looks like they got into a battle. That is so on PC. That would not go over today. <laughs> hey, but hey, man, it's, ni- it's 1993. Look. No, uh, no, the <laughs> Jurassic World toys were like that. Th- yeah. yeah oh, really? Did they get dino damage? Yeah, they had dino damage. Yeah. yeah with dino damage. Yeah, you get little Chris Pratt and Blue and whatever, Delta, whatever the Raptors are called. I, I, does I it still, actually say dino damage? I still say. I, I hope know. it does. because If they so ever iconic. reboot the Indiana Jones series. <laughs> My vote is for Chris Pratt to play Indiana Jones. And they need to do it quick because he's kind of perfect age right now. Yes. I, I don't know if I just like Chris Pratt as like a, as a person, as his, like his persona on screen. I don't know if he's like a, real, like a movie star. You know, I don't the, know, man. The Guardians of the Galaxy, like those two movies, you know, like I feel very strong about that. I, I feel like he could play Indiana Jones really well. But man, those Jurassic World movies, like I don't, I'm, not, I'm not always digging him. He doesn't do it for me in those films. Well, I think he's his character. That, that's, a really, that's a really strong stance, and I don't know how I feel about it. I, I, yeah, I kind of disagree. I like him. Yeah, I'm kind of digging him. Yeah. I think I, I think he kind of sat alone right there, Brian. Yeah, no, I <laughs> I liked him a little bit more in the in the first one, but I, he was just kind of it's, in this most recent one. Yeah, he's he, it's a little flat. Yeah, like, he's very like, like yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. They're really relying more on. Hey, you saw that last one, right? <laughs> you know. Yeah, they're trying to make him a little bit more like Star Lord. Yeah, make him a little bit more likable and not so dicky. But oh. Doctor, but but in this film, which is one of the one we're talking about, Doctor Grant is a dick. But uh, we we learned to love him. Well, he just doesn't like kids, man. You know, is is he really being a dick? You, you touch on the nostalgia, and he'll defend it to his death. <laughs> He's not a dick. He just hates children. Well, he, he did just save them. You know, eventually he saves them. The lawyer, <laughs> the lawyer's the dick. He ran away. Alan Grant saved those kids, and he hates kids. Like, how is he a dick? Because he's, 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 I guess he's just he's a, at least a heroic dick. Come he's on, a, he's a naturally good. He, he's he's chaotic evil. You got to explain this. <laughs> I don't know if I what. I, what? Chaotic I, good. Let's go there. I, I love Sam Neill in this movie. What do you... What do you, what do you, what do you... Dude, Sam Neill's great in this. No, I, I'm... Alan now, Grant. So Sam Neill... You, you think he's a bad guy in this? You think he's a dick in, in Jurassic Park? No. I, I think... I just think he's kind of like stuck in his own his own world, and then he has to kind of like be pulled out of it and born again into this new thing. He's kind of curmudgeoned in his own way. Doesn't like kids. He, he wants to study. He's in love with this he's woman, the, but he can't uh, really commit. You know, he's, he's, he's doing this thing. He's the reluctant hero that... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's, he's the standard uh, Spielbergian archetype character. I mean, I feel like they just threw it in to give him a, a character arc of some kind. What do you some mean? Kind so, of so that he doesn't like kids? Is that, do you feel that was really just thrown in? It's like, ah, he was doesn't that, like Was kids. that in the book? I don't remember... <laughs> No, that, that's not in the book. Well, the, the this was going around the same time before the book was even released, right? They they were they were trying to sell this movie before that was even out. Yeah, yeah, like, it, this, it, this it is, got into a bitty so, war in Hollywood before it, it was released. Right. So book. this totally like the. Now, speaking of Sam Neill in, in a Jurassic Park movie, did it feel like he kind of phoned it in in three? I don't think he phoned it in. You don't? No, I think that was just a bad movie. I've never seen Sam Neill. Uh, to me, the movie, I just I don't I haven't seen it a lot, and I I could be eating my words by watching this again. But I Look, remember watching that movie, thinking none of these actors care. That's what I felt with um, Jeff Goldblum in the most recent one. I felt like he was phoning it in. Man, dude, he was on screen for like half a minute. <laughs> He's still phoning it in, man. I don't even think he knew what he was doing. He's like, "You just want me to read this?" And there's a courtroom. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what do these words mean? He's a linchpin of the entire like you know thesis of the movie. You know, even the end. You know, it's like all right. No, oh, he's the comic relief in this, in the first one. He's he's he shines. He like pops in every scene in the first one. Like he, he's great and he's sexy. Just the way he's he like, says when he's things. Like, when he's like laying back with his shirt open. Oh my gosh, how many memes have been made of that? Oh, dude, yeah. I love the one with Alan Grant where he's like he was leaning on the triceratops. <laughs> yeah, and then they've like taken that out and they've put him on Jeff Goldblum's <laughs> belly, breathing when he's got like his shirt off and his his legs hurt. <laughs> 
<laughs> later uh, in the movie. I love that. Yeah. Uh, I can't get enough of it. Goldblum's great. I mean, he's great in everything. <laughs> so you, uh, you you hunt for for, for, di- for dinosaurs. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> 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 Uh, <laughs> I bring scientists and you bring fucking rock stars? <laughs> I thought the idea of a mathematician rock star yeah. is a great idea. Oh, it's badass, dude. Like, taking the idea... Because usually if you think of a mathematician, your first idea is to go, total geek. Right. But, no, let's make him a rock star. Like, he's really into, like, you know, philosophy. Did you know that Jim Carrey was up for that role? Oh, God. Really? In 93? Yeah. He, he auditioned for that role. Ah, man, that's that's crazy. That's before Ace Ventura. Can you imagine that? Uh, it, <laughs> what would have happened? Well, I, mean, I, I imagine Spielberg would have brought it. Oh, man, could you have brought that? <laughs> <laughs> but I can see why he made the decision. Yeah, oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> Quick, give that so, man a bunch of downers. Start us off. What's this bidding war? Oh, well, uh, yes, they got into a bidding war. A bunch of studios did. So there are four studios bidding on them, and each one had uh, a director that they were going to give it to. So 20th Century Fox was going to give it to Joe Dante. In, in 1992, what had Joe Dante done? Uh, big claim to fame. Let's figure it out like this. Gremlins. Okay. It's so, probably so let's, his let's biggest think, box office let's think, let's think Gremlins then. Okay. All right. So then Warner Brothers uh, was looking to uh, get Tim Burton on board to direct. Okay. What was his most recent movie at Bat- that point? Oh, uh, most recent at that point. I guess he had, had, he had gotten done Batman Returns. So Batman Returns. So he'd done the two Batman movies. Well, I don't like, know if that like, had been out yet. And like Edward Scissorhands, right? That had been... Yeah. Okay, so so his his style has been solidified. Exactly. Okay, so that that would have been interesting. Uh, TriStar was bidding on it for Richard Donner. That would have been good. Yeah, yeah that that could have been really cool. So this was this is after you know Superman Goonies, uh, Lethal Weapon. I uh, think oh, this dude. was around he Lethal was like Weapon Super, Three. Superman meets Goonies, dude. Like, yeah. I think you know by that time he was in a little bit more of a Lethal Weapon modish, grittier. Definitely making a lot of action movies. Yeah, man. Yeah. There, there could have like been some really heavy saxophone in this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, I got Eric Clapton's number. Look at the, uh, look at the clipping on this saxophone. <laughs> I apologize, my saxophone was a little in the upper register. It's a sexy saxophone. And then, of course, Universal was bidding on it for Steven Spielberg, and they won. Yeah. And of course, Crichton kind of promised it to him before, but somehow something got out of control with his agent, and that's how it got into the bidding war. Hey man, if you can get the money up there, get it up there. Yeah. And this, all this was before the book even came out. Imagine that. Imagine that feeling as a writer. You're like, holy shit. Like, he, he, he made over a million dollars on that deal right off the... And then, and then got paid an extra, like, 50 million or something like that to do the script. I don't think it was 50 million. It was 50,000 or 500,000. That's right. It's $500,000 to, to do the script on top of what they bought it for. So he's just like, all right. <laughs> but, I mean, both of y'all know how much I've bragged about that novel series, The Passage. Yeah. That's how yeah, I heard about it. It was before it even came out, there was a bidding war over who was going to get to publish it and then who was buying the movie rights. Wow. And I was like, oh, this book's got to be awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be a good place to be in. I always wonder why Michael Crichton uh, didn't actually just write the script himself and direct it because he'd already done Westworld at this point and uh, he'd written a a bunch of things. Um, I think he'd done uh, Coma, China China Syndrome. In in the early 80s, he wrote a version of the script where it was from a young boy's perspective where a young boy creates a dinosaur. Yeah, before he wrote the novel. Yeah, so he he had tried that before and it was a script and he was going to do it that way, but it just didn't really work out. And then I think they even... We're gonna go that way with the with this version, uh, but they decided to tell it more from an adult perspective. So it, it was still kind of leaning that way. Yeah, I wonder if he thought it was just too much like Westworld. He's like, um, I'm repeating myself. It is a little repeaty, you know, like you know, amusement park 
yeah. you know, that whole thing. But things go run amok. But yet, but but in his, you know, in his defense, he had he's had the idea. He just didn't have a way to make it. Like, what's the delivery device for this? Like being able to create a dinosaur. Why do you need that? Yeah, and it was for you know a weapon, you know, to make money, you know, or like you know for an experience to to bring entertainment to people. So, have you guys all read the book? I have. Yeah, I have it. <laughs> I remember I saw the movie first. Then Wait, I, so you have the book, but you haven't read it? I, I've read probably when when I was like a kid, I read maybe okay. half of it, but I haven't read it since. I saw the movie first, and then I read the book. And I remember being pretty surprised that... It's different, right? It's yeah. one of those rare occasions where I think the movie's actually better. Isn't Dr. Grant the bad guy that. in it? Like, he's the one that's trying to get the embryos off the... No, 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 no. It's still Dennis Nietzsche. Ne- it's still Nedry? Okay. Yeah. He just does, like, less damage. Like, the he park is die, already... Though, right? Running amok. No, he dies. He dies the same way in the okay. movie as he does in the book. That, that, that just, somebody told me that it's Grant pretty much, wasn't as, like the good guy like he is. It's pretty much the same story. No, he's a better guy. Yeah, he he's he doesn't have like he doesn't like kids and he, he's he's more of your typical hero guy. Hmm. I don't remember a lot of. The, I just remember like the ending being very different. Oh yeah, uh, there's a lot more of like T Rex and there's a lot more Dino action. And there's, there's something about like a waterfall. Yeah, that's the in the Lost World. Almost all the dino scenes in the Lost World are from the first Jurassic Park book. Yeah, yeah. I, Even though that's based on another Michael Crichton book called The Lost World, that is a sequel to his book. But, 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 but what? I know, right? It's kind of crazy. That's awesome, though. Yeah, and Ian Malcolm, like he dies in the book. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. actually, yeah, he's like I think, droning yeah. on about his like wounds, and he's like, "Yeah, the park's gonna fail," and then he like kind of bleeds to death. And then they bring, they even bring him back. Michael Crichton even brings him back in the uh, the book, The Lost World. Even though he died, even though he died, <clears throat> you know that he was supposed to uh, DNA. <laughs> yeah, obviously, just like in the most recent movie. Like in uh, Star Trek Into uh, Darkness. No spoilers. No, no spoilers. spoilers. <laughs> but yeah, so I was trying to spoil the new movie. You know, apparently Dr. Malcolm was supposed to, uh, you know, when uh, when dude runs from the T-Rex and goes to the latrine, goes to the outhouse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Malcolm was supposed to run with him, was supposed to run away. But uh, Goldblum on the day was like, I think that, uh, I think, I think that, you know, I should try to help. Oh, but, yeah. I- but, but, but be bad at it, you know, and that would like help my character. And that's actually what saved him, really. As far as like being able to bring his character, it gave his character more depth than just he's a he's a wuss. You know, he's like a did make him look like an idiot though. Uh, yeah, but like you know, he's you know he's <laughs> he surviving. He survived. He did try. You he's know? like I threw away the flare. <laughs> I'm not gonna stop. The thing's running after me. If he would have just you know stayed there, he'd probably been okay. Well, if he would have listened to the you know the Dino dude, <laughs> <clears throat> when there's a guy dressed like Indiana Jones next to you and he's yelling, st- listen. He did, he Always did. listen to men dressed Indiana like Jones. Indiana Jones. With, yeah. a, with a bright red, a bandana, and aviators. Perfect. He, he was rocking a badass hat. Yep. What are you going to do? And he's got a good scowl. He's got a really good scowl. Yeah. And he's got a good <laughs> wonder face. Like, yeah. oh, I'm in shock. I'm so surprised. <laughs> They're dinosaurs. Di- dinosaurs. Hi, I'm Mr. DNA. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hi, I'm Mr. Exposition. And I'm going to tell you what's going on in this 10-minute Slideshow projection. I'm going to be a cartoon so you'll watch it, kids. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll actually know where these dinosaurs came from. Hey, man. You, you got to have your exposition. Man, have y'all and seen the uh, the new Geico commercial? Is it Mr. DNA? No, it's... Oh, um, my gosh. Have you seen it? No. You know, it's James Bond-looking guys tied up in a chair, and there's this dude standing across from him. He goes, and now we will kill you. But first... 
me explain my plan. <laughs> get the slideshow out. And then it, get, the evil villain's like going through and he's and in phase seven and the guy's like just exhausted <laughs> from listening to it. And then it freezes and the Geico guy steps into frame and goes, as long as evil villains will explain their plans. <laughs> I just really want you to understand why I'm doing this. So you can stop me in the third reel. <laughs> It's pretty funny. I, I did a bad job of explaining it. No, no, I totally see it. No, yeah, I think I've seen that in the uh, like in the in the theater. I saw it last night. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, okay. Well, that would explain it. When you went to go see Ready Player One. Oh, Ready Player One for the twelfth time, right? <sighs> no, it's just the second or third. Oh wow. Yeah, I, mean, dude, you, you I gotta, saw that one three times. Yeah, it's a Spielberg yeah. joint. Yeah, you gotta, yeah. Got to go more than once. We I, were I, we were gonna go to the drive-in and see the new Jurassic Park movie, but it's hot and AC in the cars broke. Yeah. So I was like, all right, guys, how about we go to the dollar theater and see Ready Player One? What's that? <laughs> You'll find out. <laughs> That's a good one for kids. Both the youngers are no going, screen. what's The Shining? Something tells me you shouldn't go into room 237. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Wait till we get home. I'll give you a DVD. It'll change your life. <laughs> or scar you. Uh, so how old were you guys when you saw this movie? Uh, 11. You were 11? Yeah. You would have been 13, 14. I didn't see it in a the theater. What? Oh, really? Really? No. I actually saw this one what? in the theater. So I may have been, you know, 14 or 15. Really? Uh, yeah, if you can find out what year it came out on video, that's when I saw it. It's 1994, right there. Coming October 4th, 1994. <laughs> 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 uh, right behind Jeremy, uh, like, as if, like, in comedy, there's a giant Jurassic Park uh, poster, and it says at the bottom, coming October 4th, 1994. I can only afford the video yeah. poster. I can't afford it. So, 14? Theatrical. Almost oh, yeah. 15? I was eight, and I saw it in the theater, and uh, it was a memorable experience. Yeah, dude. I mean, it was the it like, was one of those big bu- budgeted, big marketed films. Like holy shit, experience. Like totally. Yeah. Like that. I had every toy that uh, I I wanted to be an archaeologist and go dig up dinosaurs. Di- dinosaurs. <laughs> like uh, there <laughs> was this the theme of this podcast. <laughs> dinosaurs. <laughs> d- d- dinosaurs. Uh, but there was this. Um, th- they released these little plastic dinosaurs. That uh, had these little yellow buttons under their bellies, and you push them, and they'd roar. Yeah, and all that. So I used to have this uh, Stegosaurus, and it would live on top of my TV, and it stayed there all the way until I went to college. Right? It's from Jurassic Park, and it it had its like honorary place on top of the TV, and this is why, because every now and then it would just roar on its own, and and. They had to have the best batteries in the world because from 1993 all the way up until 2002, from when I went to college, that shit was still working. Still working? And still like, going strong? You no. Know, and every now and then, like, you know, say you'd turn the TV on or like, like an electromagnetic pulse or something would happen, it would just go off and it would scare the shit out of you. <laughs> so uh, when I moved to college, I ended up getting a new TV and I gave that TV away uh, to, a, to a buddy of mine in Florida. And I told him this toy has to go with this TV, like it has to. You didn't wait. You didn't keep the toy, you know. And I, I was thinking about telling the story, and I was like, and I, I got real nostalgic, and I was like, I can't believe that I, I gave that away. You should definitely not have given that away. <laughs> I know. I, looking around the room and seeing the thousand toys around me, I know that's really hurting your soul. Yeah, it is. It's because bit. it was a personal toy to me. It's like every time I come here, I think <laughs> back, and I'm like, man, what happened to all that crap I used to have? Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> I was like, it was just a thing. I was like, this thing is haunted. It roars when it wants to. The batteries have never been changed. Wait, you went straight to it's haunted, not the maybe the 
the button got a little stuck or got no, crud I, in no, there. No, the button never gets touched. It just sits there and then it just goes off. So, and yeah, I was, but you know how some of those cheap toys, like the button, kind of get like it gets stuck in this permanent position. But it has nothing position. to do. With, but like you would turn the TV off and then like it, oh, and I forgot its eyes would glow red when it roars too. Okay, it's possessed. You're right. But look, uh, before we uh, go on and yeah, get before trailer, we go on another, well, back to Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Yeah, Jurassic yeah. Park. I may have seen it in the drive-in. That would have been badass. I'm having. Uh, I have like vague memories of certain scenes seen through the windshield. Man, I would just say like, how could how could you only have vague memories? Like this was this was no the, this movie's yeah yeah like this like is, it may have this been is one you remember. Boy, it may have been one like you know we went to see something else uh, and then second it's movie. The second Second movie playing. Oh yeah, I get a little. I'm dropping heavy lid during the second film at the drive-in myself. <laughs> I may have gone with you know like an older friend or something. I don't remember. Like I. Had, That's uh, the problem with the drive-in. Back-to-back movies, man. I can't remember the first time I actually saw this. And this is also the first movie with digital, uh, digital sound. Yeah, that's right. DTS. Yep. Yeah, it was the first use. So, you know, if you saw this in the theater, it's kind of a big deal. It's kind of a milestone in film. It's like, you know, watching uh, Final Fantasy Spirits Within was like the highest res anim- animated film at the time. Yeah, yeah, I saw that in the theater. So, like, seeing things like that, yeah. you know, um, oh, Peter Jackson's 48 frames a second terrible Hobbit, the Hobbit. movie. Yeah. yeah, you know, seeing that in the theater. An like, unexpected just, journey. And that yeah, was yeah, the first you one know, was? yeah, yeah, that piece of shit. And, and like, you know, it, uh, it, it, it's kind of a milestone to see those things in the theater and, and to be a part of the uh, whole Jurassic Park. And I don't know if that's why it was like, it's like, wow, people hadn't had experienced sound in this way. I don't think it was uh, so much the digital sound. I think it was the sound effects editing, man. All all the care that went into the Foley and and like doing all the, you know, dropping sequoia trees to to get the sound of the, the, you know, the, uh, the Tyrannosaurus. Rex footprint going in. Oh, oh yes, that's that's tr- that's falling trees. You know, like that's where giant redwoods. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like wow. <laughs> All right, so they're like, okay, we've got twenty thousand dollars in the budget uh, for dropping trees. And, and what's <laughs> to the, make uh, the- <laughs> what's the T Rex? It's like yeah. a, a pig, a lion, yeah. a, or a pig, a tiger, a lion, and. Uh, an elephant, it's, a baby it's, elephant, it's I think, shit. and then there's something else. There are all these uh, animal noises. I like to think that the trees that they knocked down to get that sound for the for the footstep, that somewhere Steven Spielberg has a desk made out of that fucking giant redwood sequoia or whatever it was tree. He's like, this is the tree that made me a billion dollars. <laughs> this is what a brontosaurus sounds like. <laughs> Have you seen the picture of him? Uh, he's sitting next to the sick triceratops. Oh, yes. And then somebody like posted that and said that, you know, this has to be stopped. This big game hunting. And oh. they posted this big thing. And they say all these people on the internet were like, oh my God, this is terrible. How could you kill such a beautiful animal? And it's like, really? Are you fucking. Wait, what? No. This yes, is true. I've seen it. This is like, true. They're really pissed that somebody like, killed us. No, they're, they're trolling, no, right? They no, they're not. The, the guy that created the meme. Is trolling, but he's trolling. No, the- nobody is stupid enough to believe Brian, that I try. Si- no, Brian, guys, Brian, guys, Brian, for real. No, yes, no, yes, no, guys. People are not that. There's Brian. nobody. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is this this this. this the, These are people that actually type. There's not this, people that are. This is around the time that Ricky Gervais was pushing. They got on this. There's this woman who did all this big game killing, and he made this big stink about it, right? Yeah, yeah. And all it blew up in this big thing, and everybody got against. Oh my god, you can't kill lions. No, no, I know. I know. Anyway, so yeah. that all blew up. So someone took that fucking Spielberg photo, put it out there, and it said, "This is a shame. How dare you kill this beautiful majestic animal?" And it blew up, and people were saying, you know, people actually all over Twitter, dude. 
dude, late. this has to stop. This this is this is despicable. How, how dare you? The one I remember. Dude, I'm telling you, Brian, that, it's that, real. That's got to be them trolling. They're, they're, no. That cannot. Th- are you I telling could. me there's a human being on this earth? A bunch of them. I saw a lady, like a young girl, post a post a video about that. That was an endangered species. It's well, if you haven't committed Sarah. suicide yet and some lost comedian, all faith in humanity, I hope you're still with us. I think it may, some comedian shared the shared the video. It was like this is hilarious. It's ridiculous. Some people are just idiotic. I cannot believe. I'm telling you, Brian, anybody. when we play the trailer, I will show you the thing. I, it's got to be somebody being a sarcastic asshole, dude. That's literally that's like somebody going like seeing a, a, a shot but of King Kong and just being like, "What? They killed that poor monkey yeah, off the empire." Yeah, but that Empire's- Triceratops looks more realistic than any shot of King Kong because it was actually a giant it's model. Still, okay, dude. I don't care. It's like if I show. If I show somebody hey, a Brian. scene from The Hobbit, I don't expect them to believe Brian. that dragon. It's not. It's not. It's, it's not shot from it. It's, St- it's Steven Spielberg. With it looks like he's a damn hunter, and he's like, like he killed this giant thing. Because you know how he kind of dresses for each movie, like yeah. when he's making Private Ryan, yeah, he's wearing stupid, the army jacket and yeah. the cowboy hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not cowboy hat. The uh, in he, this he's one, got the he, baseball cap. In this one, he he was wearing the that striped. That they, in this documentary, I showed that this is a really great shot. He wearing this black and white striped shirt, and then it showed how. He, and they were telling about Steven Spielberg has loved dinosaurs his entire life, dinosaurs. And like they cut, <laughs> and they, this they, is they, really like just in your head, isn't it? I know. And they, they cut, they cut to a, a photo of Spielberg, probably in a, a teenage Spielberg playing with dinosaurs, and he's wearing a fucking black and white striped shirt. The same shit that he's wearing. It's probably the same shirt. It, it probably is, but like, you Why know. Why would you like, throw a good black and white striped shirt away? Yeah, from fucking like 20 or 30 years previous. It's always going to come back, man. Styles <laughs> are circular. But it's really funny. So if you watch that, uh, you know, uh, Back to Jurassic Park, 1993. If you watch that, it's in there. It's pretty cool. I'm sorry. I'm still in shock, guys. You, you guys are still blowing I, my I, mind away. I, can, I know you don't want to believe it. You're going to believe it. I didn't want to believe it either it really made me lose a lot of faith and i just can't believe anybody that dumb that's really really sad um yeah we gotta we really do need to move on to the special effects here can you roll the trailer first uh, before before special all right okay all right all right it is the 30 minute mark oh i didn't know that was a rule that's about the time we normally do it yeah it's about it's about average it's it's a, it's a thing, you know. <laughs> We're in cycle here, Benson. You're not cycling. I've You're done not this, cycling. We've, we've <laughs> done this how many times? <laughs> well, I didn't know that there was a 30 minute rule. I thought no, there it, was it, a once we're finished talking about this stuff, we move. It, to it, this it, it's stuff. it's normally like on things that are new. We, we try to normally do like okay, this is our initial thoughts trailer, and then now it, let's right, let's right. blow it. I out didn't and know there was a apart. 30 minute window. But you know, normally it's about the 30 minute mark. So now that we've gotten all that out of the it, way, it's about the time that we all need to go have a smoke break. <laughs> That's very true. Ladies and gentlemen, the trailer for Jurassic Park. There it is. Welcome to Jurassic Park. We've made living biological attractions so astounding that they'll capture the imagination of the entire planet. The most phenomenal discovery of our time. How'd you do this? becomes the greatest adventure of all time. Can I touch it? Sure. Universal Pictures presents... You feel that? Hold on to your butts. A Steven Spielberg film. Senses are failing all over the park. Yeah, that's nice. Gotta go. An adventure... Look out! Go! can't get Jurassic Park back online. 65 million years in the making. 
Jurassic Park. And we're back. That was the trailer for Jurassic Park. That was the trailer for Jurassic Park. <laughs> What'd you guys think of that trailer? It was a good trailer. It was a good trailer. See Laura Dern grabbing the fucking leaf from that plant? Man, that bugs you. There's something in every trailer that gets you, Brian. <laughs> well, no. And in this one, <laughs> she grabs a leaf. But I remember, like, I remember seeing that scene. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, I used to think that that was in the film. Right. and It's not. Yeah, it's not. It's just from she, that trailer she's shot. She's holding the leaf, and she's like, you know, this is from, you know, this is extinct or whatever. Yeah, but my memory, I guess I had seen that trailer at some point when I was a kid, and I had incorporated that into the movie. Wasn't there another scene, though, where, like, there's some, the Triceratops had died, and there's some rocks? Yeah, and they explain how the Triceratops was got real, sick. and, you know, people were killing them oh, Come on, let's not go back to that, please. But I, I, but I, I do want to point out that we proved to Brian over the trailer that it was real. Yes, and I lost all faith in humanity. I'm crying in a fetal position. He, he did take it pretty hard. It's a hard thing to take. That <laughs> people would, when would people respond to, oh, that poor Triceratops. It's like, you had to type that fucking word out, you moron. You said the and word Triceratops. Even, even mad at Spielberg for killing it. How dare you have all these millions of dollars and you're going out killing these endangered species. Like, do you live under a fucking rock? Like, okay, we, I guess we haven't mentioned that Jurassic Park was one of the biggest fucking movies of all time. I mean, how could you not even know this movie existed? Not only was it a big movie, it was a fucking huge book. It was a number. What? How long was it on the bestseller list? Uh, fucking weeks, know, almost like half a year. It's ridiculous. Like, uh, all right, rant over. You know what really grinds my gears, Jared? What? <laughs> but then, <laughs> stupid people. <laughs> yeah, I just looked down at your at your notes and I realized that you have the Jurassic. I, earlier in the episode, I was trying to explain to Jeremy. I wrote that, that down to show him, and I, I uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He he wrote down the brand. The, the Jurassic Park brand that you could get on the Dino Damage toys. Oh, my That are goodness. probably, you know what, if I'd have kept those, I'd probably have money right now. I don't think they're worth that much. Really? Yeah, I see them uh, loose a lot in conventions. You can get the T-Rex for, you know, loose. You know, not in the box. I don't know how much they're worth. And I don't box. know if you remember the T-Rex. He was kind of soft. Yeah. Kind of rubbery. Yeah, my brother had that. Yeah. Yeah. But his teeth were hard. Were they? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. Jurassic Park Jeremy, toys. I had a bunch of Jurassic Park toys. That's cool. I'm glad you had Jurassic Park toys. <laughs> All right, we got to go into the special effects because this it. this is something uh, these these crazy special effects. We have uh, three men really responsible for the effects work here. We have the physical, the practical effects being done by Stan Winston. He did all the live action dinosaurs, all the stuff that really holds up in the movie. This, the shots that you look at and go, "Wow, that looks really good." The uh, the real famous shot with uh, Lex. With the uh, the flashlight outside oh, of, yeah. of the the windshield and the T Rex comes down and the and eye, his, the pupil iris, dilates yeah yeah that's an animatronic Stan Winston built that shit yeah it's amazing it is totally amazing and it holds up way better than the CGI right and it was apparently like almost two thousand pounds and of course like in the rain I love this too like uh, Stan Winston when they were shooting Spielberg was like you know this this whole T Rex attack it would be better in the rain because then it would hide the the animatronics even more, and Stan, Stan goes over to Spielberg. He's like, <clears throat> um, "Steven, um, these are electric. <laughs> you know, we haven't tested these in the rain. I don't know what will happen." Well, let's just do it anyway. Let's see what happens. <laughs> it looked better in the rain, Stan. <laughs> and they did it, and like the the foam would like swell up, and it added like hundreds of pounds to it, and like they would have to go over and dry it off like every two or three four, four hours. Imagine that's just ballsy. Imagine how much that thing costs to create. Yeah, and then you're just like, "Fuck it, throw water on it." <laughs> <laughs> if it messes up, we'll stop production and build another one. 
Hey, we used to dunk our fake shark in the water all the time. <laughs> that worked in the water, right? <laughs> Spielberg's like, if it didn't Not work, really, but... <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys, your cat is going crazy. Crazy um, for Jurassic Park. Um, I don't know if you noticed, like, uh, their uh, scene where the kids are in the uh, the car, and then the Tyrannosaurus Rex bites down into the car. There's a shot oh, that I saw the glass, and you see the glass break, like the the corner of it breaks. Off. Yeah, it chips away. It chips away, but when yeah. it cuts back in, it's back. It's solid again. Is it? It is. Oh, I didn't, I don't think I've ever noticed that. There's a lot of inconsistencies in terms of like continuity in this film, but hidden well. Oh yeah. man, no, no, I, I've never I'd never seen that before. But this time I was watching it. Well, he brought up something when we watched it last week. You know, they're showing you kind of the setup. There's a goat over here, and then the goat's gone. So oh, and the T Rex T Rex comes from that direction, right? But then later they f- they go that direction and fall down this giant. Oh, they establish that there's it's like a hundred foot drop. <laughs> Right. I looked at that very closely today, man. To just make sure I wasn't crazy because I don't want to, like, you know. It's this, a, this that's Steven pretty Spielberg's, major. Yeah, you know, he, he usually checks boxes. But how did they fuck that up? Because the T-Rex clearly walks out level. Right. Right. From, from the how, pit. How from did the he hole. climb that, like, bareface wall? And, like, and how was the goat well, plus there at that they level? They go down there, and then that's where the herbivores are. So if that's where the T-Rex came from, right. it's eating the herbivores. Okay, so check it out. He rode the back of a fucking Brontosaurus a la uh, Fred Flintstone whoop, and, like, f- flew off the back of it and then landed on top of the fence. You know, I was I was almost, I was trying to explain that and like an, uh, like trying to defend the movie. I was like, well, you know, they probably just climbed over a fence and we didn't see it. But you know, like right right after you, you said that, like just thinking about it, the next scene they come across a fence. Once they get way past that, right? Well, <laughs> and it's like it's obvious the first time they saw the fence because you see Alan Grant and he's like, oh, cool. Can we get through right. it? Can I climb over it? Right. So no, they did not climb over. Every time, every right. time I had seen the movie before you mentioned it, I always assumed that it was ground level there. Well, not, well, that this side of the road was T Rex, and this side of the road is where the herbivores are. And yeah, right. This is flat, and this has the drop off so that T Rex can't would die if it ever got over there. Like that's the way I built it in my head. But you're right. When I was playing the scene back, I'm like, no, they go the exact same direction. Yeah, yeah. Where the T-Rex comes out of the paddock is where the car goes back in. Right. Same and, and, hole. and if you see him standing next to the uh, the fence, he's pretty much the same height as that fence. Yeah. So he would have to be that high to break those cables all the way down and then like 100 foot down. So there had to be like a lift or something to raise him up. So you know how they raise the goat yeah. up? There was one on the other side to raise him up. <laughs> I do have a theory. I think they shot the location stuff first in Hawaii. Right. Right? So they shot all the daylight stuff, and they established that the goat was on eye level. And then when they were shooting the studio stuff, uh, all the nighttime stuff in that same park, is that's all done in a soundstage. And I think when they were doing that, Spielberg was like, you know what would be really cool? If there was a cliff on the other side <laughs> and we had this badass action scene. Because there are, there are moments like where even in the behind the scenes where you, you see the effects guys and Spielberg's just like, you know, I, I want the T-Rex to come back at the end and I want a big finish with the T-Rex. And the production designer's like, 
wait, inside the welcoming center? He's like, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be right inside. And the production designer's like, well, how, how are we going to fit him in there? Uh, like, how does he come in? And you know, he's really goes, big, right? <laughs> well, the guys are going to be backing up. They're going to see two velociraptors, and then this T-Rex is going to come in and bite one. And the production designer starts laughing. He's like, I didn't mean how he's going to come into your frame. I mean, how the fuck is he going to get into the building? Is there going to be a giant <laughs> hole in the wall because this T-Rex walked in? Like, how the fuck did he get in here, Steven? He's like, Steven's like, ah, there's... No, I just, it doesn't I, matter. Yeah, I want to see the cool thing that happens on you screen. Know, you figure it out. The biggest thing about that is they they set up that this 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 T Rex can be heard coming from miles away. You <laughs> 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 just shaking shit, but at the end he sneaks into the frame. And like well, just like you, know, you gotta admit though, there's a little yeah. bit more going on during that moment. That's right? true. There are two velociraptors. They should put a faint like out there. <laughs> you'd like have him coming in. I think, you know, when you're just kind of sitting, waiting to see what happens, you he's would just notice things a little bit better than when two velociraptors are trying to kill you. Right, and this giant dinosaur is just waiting outside for him going, this is, seems like a good fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I'll bite one of these. Oh, my goodness. We didn't mention the uh, the CGI dinosaurs were done by uh, Dennis Muldern, who does, like, all the... Uh, I mean, he's done so many ILM uh, effects Terminator movies. Terminator 2. We talked about that, right? He's the guy that did Yeah, the, he did the Terminator 2. The, uh, uh, the liquid metal. Yep. He, he's known for that. He worked on uh, Empire Strikes Back. He did the AT-ATs. He's known for digitally compositing. Yeah. Oh, I mean, dude, he goes back before that. I mean, right. he's, he, he works in both optical and digital, which is insane. Not too many people made that jump, which is why Phil Tippett, who was the original guy that was going to do these full motion dinosaurs the dinosaurs that were going to be dinosaurs. in like, <laughs> in the wide frame from head to toe he was going to do them like it was called go motion which is just a really nice version of stop motion and um when spielberg saw the progress of that i think he was happy with the way they they moved but he right. wasn't happy with the look and that's when Dennis was like, well, you know, we got these computers now that can do quite a lot. <laughs> and then, like, man, listening to Phil Tibbet on the, the behind the scenes, I forget exactly how he, how he put it. But it was something like, you know, when you get a dog, everybody knows their, their dog is going to die one day. But Jurassic Park, that's the day my dog died. Like, my profession was over. That's fucking serious as fuck. Yeah, at least, like... Yeah, we, I heard him say something like, um, I knew at this moment we were extinct. Yeah. Like, they even made, like, the joke in the movie is... That's because they saw that CGI test footage and were so floored by it. We're obsolete. There's no yeah. reason for us to exist anymore. This is the future. Yeah, it's kind of heartbreaking. We created something that's going to make us obsolete. It's kind of like uh, training your replacement. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's what, that's what they ended up doing. Like, uh, right. They built all the animatronics that because uh, all the dinosaurs are still being operated by um, puppeteers. Right. controlling animatronics and that's how they got all the t-rex movements and things like that so you know phil Tippett did help usher in cgi quite right. a bit so it's, it's i don't know it's kind of cool but it's good that it's grounded in something it's 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 an evolution of, of the same art but it's still yeah. grounded in his style so he was still able to oversee it and put all of his years of knowledge into something that's completely new and, and basically become an innovator they're just using a different tool, and he's he's like, "Hey, look, guys, this is how you move some dinosaurs." <laughs> like, don't dinosaurs. listen to him; he's just the old timer. <laughs> that animatronic dinosaur, though, still looks better than any CG dinosaur. Yeah, in the movie, it yeah, really I, does. Yeah, that thing looks awesome. Yeah, it did. It's like we were talking, like Stan Winston, like we were talking about aliens. That alien queen at the end of that movie—it's like he knows how to do these giant creatures really well. You know, and put them on screen and make them believable. And they're like, like even pumpkin head. 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a perfect example. You know, where it's like it's it's a big demon creature, and it's like that, there's no way that's a, a a person. Look at the arms; they're too tiny. Well, and also they're too, long, like you know, giant lights coming off <laughs> the same light that's hitting your actors is hitting the dinosaur. So it just look it's in the scene. You know what I mean? I don't know how else to say it. There's something. Yes. There's something about capturing it on camera than compositing it in there. It just feels right. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, CGI in this movie where you know, what is it? The guy, the gala minuses, the gala, the herd of things. I forget what Tim. Uh, I can only remember Tim not pronouncing him correctly. I can't actually remember their name. The herd of dinosaurs running. Yes. Yeah, that, that scene. <laughs> but those look those look a little bad. They here's the they deal. Have not, they not still di- look better than the ones in King Kong where they're running. Down the hill, and they're all the dinosaurs. Ooh, that's a sick burn, dude. That's a real sick burn. Ooh, yeah, just, uh, you're throwing shade at King Kong. I am Kong. throwing shade at King Kong because I that agree. scene looks like, really bad. There's some bad CGI in King Kong. Yeah, man. dude. Oh, look at Brian's face. There's another button. No, it's not a button. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to recall that scene, and I'm, I'm gonna pull it up, man. Like them running down, and like the running down. The, but dude, the motion blur on these dinosaurs does not look right. Like dinosaurs. they don't look. <laughs> I don't forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> but yeah, the, they don't look right. Like there's just like in King Kong, there's certain scenes that almost verge on cartoony. Right. And and, like and, it, does, and it doesn't feel like the depth is there. At least in Jurassic Park, your 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 scale and depth feels right for the camera angles. I don't know. I, like King Kong himself looks awesome. Oh no, King that. Kong looks way yeah, he looks way better than anything. I'm talking about yes, absolutely. I'm talking about the scene where they're I know exactly running what you're and dunk, about. running and jumping. Yeah, running and jumping under the dinosaurs running down the that hill. That scene that and scene then looks the, terrible. The insect scene where they're shooting it. Okay, with the yeah, you're right. Gun. And that, that one's that not too looks. great. But 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 the, the running one is really bad. And I, and I think I think the problem with that is is, is that you're running at the camera. So that kind of flattens the frame, and that's where the problem is. Like in, in in Jurassic Park, they have this like overhead view, and then they kind of see over the shoulder of these things running. Well, he's also moving and the then, camera in and out and too. Then, it's kind of also you guys also though, like Jurassic Park that, that the scene we're talking about. That's literally like what fucking two shots. But that's that's another thing I was about to say. Uh, it Minus was, the T Rex coming. It, it in. wasn't a long drawn out thing. They we even as we watched it last week, we even uh, pointed out that look. This scene, you only have like you know. There's probably ten or so shots, but they're choosing the scenes to put the animation in, and where the reaction shots and stuff, they make sure they don't show any animation. So they're being very choosy on what they're allowing to have specific animated shots in. So you're only using it when you really need it. Yeah, there's not a lot of CGI shots in the film. Where yeah, I mean, most of it is the animatronics, mostly. which is nice, and for all the close-up stuff, which is why when like when the foot goes into the mud, it looks so good, and then the 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 photorealistic, oh, yeah. like, triceratops laying on the ground. Like, it, it, it feels real. You, like, its tongue is sticking out and has the little polyps on it. It fucking looks real. And its eyes actually look real. Like, that's the biggest problem with animation is you can never get the eyes to look right. Eyes are the hardest part. For some reason, they can't get the eyes to really look I'll tell you animation realistic. that always blows me away is these new Planet of the Apes movies. I haven't seen any yeah. of them except for the first. I've seen the first one. Oh, dude, you're missing. They, they, they got it? Yeah, oh, dude. dude. those are awesome. D- Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, the, the second one's really, really good. Like, I mean... The third one's pretty good, too, dude. Yeah, the third mm-hmm. one, well, yeah. I just have a problem with, like, the last, like, five minutes kind of wraps up a little quick for me, but it just holds it back just a teeny bit to where, like, Dawn excels, but... Dawn is better. Yeah. Be- better than Princess Leia uh, animation? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, these look like real monkeys. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Like... Are you talking about Space Leia? 
Space Leia, yeah. Or are you talking about like uh, I'm talking I'm about young Rogue, uh, Rogue, 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 Rogue One, Rogue One, puffy cheek Leia. <laughs> I mean, you gotta, be, you gotta be specific. We have so many different CGI no, there's versions. Very, of Leia. There's very many Leias out there. No, you should. Yeah, you should check them out. Like Rise of the Planet. Of the Apes. That's the most recent one, right? Yeah, that's that's, that's actually my least. No, favorite. War of the Planet of the Apes. No, Rise. Yeah, I'm sorry. Rise is the first one. Yeah, yeah. I've Rise, seen, Dawn, War. I think I've seen the one where he escapes and maybe starts talking. I don't know. I need to watch them all again. That's the first. one. That's the first. One. Yeah, that's that's the one I've seen. Yeah, the second one. He's got like his little tribe out in the woods. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. The end of the world has already happened. So Woody Harrelson's in that, right? No, he's in the third one. That's what I'm talking about. He's working his way through. He's going to end up in a Jurassic Park movie. Watch. He, he, uh, I, okay, wait, I feel like just because he was in <laughs> Planet of the Apes and Solo. Hunger Games, Hunger Games, right? Okay, okay. Hunger Games. Solo. So, right. We, all right. Well, hold on a second. We're gonna work our way around. All right. Where are we going? He was also in Cheers. That's that, not, that's a big that, franchise. That's not a movie franchise. No, it that's doesn't. a TV show. Get out of here. No, we're not counting that. Get out of here. <laughs> we're out of here. Otherwise, Tom Selleck would be a huge star too. Come on, let's get, let's move on. Let's <laughs> <It's> Ted dancing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was thinking of like Magnum PI, right, three so. minute of baby, quickly down under. But what? Okay, move right, on. Right, 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 right. I'm right. just saying. We can totally, I can totally see Woody Harrelson ended up being in Jurassic Park 7. Yeah, I guess I could for like three minutes. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, he'll I'm, be the bookends. He'll come on. He'll be like, yeah. hey, I'm Woody Harrelson. That depends on Jurassic his character. World, I'm yeah. Three. yeah, I know. That's right. You could have, he uh, could have Buffalo he Bill. He could be the show crazy up. dino hunter that's you know, in the new world. He's hunting the uh, dinosaurs. Uh, 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 what's, what's the, <laughs> Maldi- no, what's, the, what's, the, what's the dino hunter in this one? Uh, crocodile, no. <laughs> crocodile Dundee. <laughs> yeah, right. That's yeah. true. That's who Robert Mal- what's it? Ma- Maldoon. Maldoon. Or? Yes, that's it. Yeah, he's so. Here's the deal. How does like the, his death seems so like he's supposed to be like this ultimate hunter, right? Yeah, but he doesn't realize that the raptors can. You know, they fight he, packs. He, he's never like seen that, him. That's set up at the very beginning from Dr. Grant's, like, you know, he's like, he's, he's, yeah, but he, he hasn't he, talked to Dr. Grant. Remember, this guy's only seen him in cages. Right. But, but that's the way, this is, he's never the, seen him hunt. He's only seen, being said, th- this is how, cows. this is how lions hunt, though. So he, you would think he would understand, what? like, like a lion, like, they'll, 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 they'll like, they'll stalk the lions prey. Lions didn't hunt that way in Ghosts in the Darkness. <laughs> that's bullshit. That's exactly how they hunted in Ghosts no, in the Darkness. No, because there was only two lions in that. Well, because one of them would get your attention and, the, and then the other one would attack you from the well, other he side. Died. I love that movie, by Wait. the way. That is a great movie. <laughs> we should do that movie one day. You're talking about the guy that, get, that gets killed in the cage with the new yeah, the, the, super velociraptor? The hunter. What no, are you talking about? No, no, we're talking about Jurassic Park. We're talking about Jurassic Park, the first one. We're not, we're not oh. talking about the new movie. No, we're talking about the new one. <laughs> you blew my mind for a second. Oh, no, it's, it's, I brought up Buffalo Bill. Okay, no, no, he's no. in the new okay. Movie. So they go on and they got to run down. They got to turn the power back on, and uh, and then you've got um, you know, oh, you, clever, you, yeah, clever girl, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, that guy, yeah. It seems like they set him up as like, look, he's he's a badass. And he's gonna kick some ass, and he's right. Gonna and he everybody. got outsmarted by the velociraptor. And he got which like makes yeah. you should be more scared of them. <laughs> yeah, he got his face fucking Dude, go- it gobbled fucking up. Like, it's amazing. I, I had I had high expectations for that guy, but he got taken out pretty easily. <laughs> Oh, dude, I, I, that that was the death that really like stuck with me though as a kid. It's vicious, yeah. Like and, and, I, I remember that, scene. and he knows it. Ooh. Like he he has a moment of realization. He's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> Basically, it's done. <laughs> I will I will say like I kind of forgot because I you know I, I think we've I think we've all seen this movie like so many times. We get a little desensitized to it, and uh, when this came out in, in 3D about 
don't know, it was about five years ago. I took my oldest son to it. <laughs> Taking him to that in the theater was the, the greatest thing ever. He had a good reaction. Oh my god, dude, totally shit his pants <laughs> nice. on that T Rex when that T Rex roared in that theater. He, like almost, almost about ready to fall asleep. Just like all oh, this, all these fucking people talking. Oh my god, this is killing me. And then that T Rex roared, shot up in his seat. Dude, the entire movie on the edge of his seat. Yeah, just, just. Holding on to those armchairs, those drink cup holders. He's just, oh I love God. it when he terrified bites, bites the guy off the toilet, and you can see his breaking his back as oh he's, yeah, as she's shifting her head back and forth. I actually loved like when it, when it was like it flipped the car over, and then like it kind of like sat there for a second and looked at it, and then like fucking just like attacked the like the left tire, and then oh, sit there for yeah. a second. And it's just, it's kind of like it's like it's like it was contemplating. It was like all right, what the fuck? And it just got frustrated and then bit the tire. I was like that made it feel more realistic. I was like, wow, that's fucking crazy. It it always felt like the spiritual successor of Jaws. It's like Jaws, but they Spielberg upped the Annie the entire way. He's like, look, okay, I I made Jaws. That was my big monster movie. Okay, I was and able to show the shark all the time but he still builds this movie for the first part just like he does jaws like right. even think about like the t-rex introduction he's introduced through water ripples like we never see him even though you go by his pen you don't see that the dinosaur at that point uh the dilophosaurus that gets uh dennis uh, you don't see him until the attack until right. the horror he's always holding it off he's he's building that suspension but what he does in this much you know it's kind of feels like a sequel to jaws is that he delivers he gives you like that moment where yes the t-rex gets out and he fucks shit up like the car <laughs> does get destroyed and Man. you get to see it and then you get to deal with the aftermath like when the tree like you get to feel Dude, all of this I destruction love, i love that tree scene there's been so many tree scenes in movies people stuck in trees and having to do yeah. things I, I love that so much and then also it's it's one of our first moments where we get to see dr grant open up because he opens up the door he climbs the tree. He's like, oh, fuck, I hate climbing. He climbs up the tree, and he goes in. He opens up the door, and there's Tim in there. And he's like, I threw up. And he's like, it's okay that you threw up. I'm you know, a nice guy. I'll save you. <laughs> that scene does you know, emphasize like how people can't be really happy in cinema with cinema today because you know like in prometheus when charlie's theron's characters running away from the the giant spinning ship everyone's yeah. like just just go to the left just go to the right and then the ship won't fall on you you idiot guys uh climb around the other side of the, tree. the whole time i was watching it in my head i was like, just going go to the, the back, left go, go to, to the, the right back side of the tree it's falling straight down gravity's yeah. pulling it down just go up <laughs> yeah. well, i remember like watching move it, out of the way watching it for the first time wondering why it didn't fall oh it was wrapped in vines I, I did notice that. I was thinking oh yeah, too. on the back wheel because it does yeah. fall later. Yeah, it does. It, it falls down when it hits. But I, I was thinking, it's just like, how the fuck isn't it falling for it? But there are vines wrapped around it to, to hold it up there. Because some grip was like, why wouldn't why it wouldn't it fall forward? forward? They're like, just wrap some vines around it. You come back with me with a real problem. Give you them, figure this shit give out. Give them yourself. some visual to hold on to, and they have. <laughs> They're it. gonna see it for three seconds. You think this movie's gonna be anything bigger than what it is? Gonna come on? We're doing a fucking kids movie. Move on. Oh, that's no, I, think, I, saw, I think they knew no, no, they, they were making kids like, like when they were making. I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You got the reference. No. I know. <laughs> okay. Good. Like oh. when they're making Star Wars. Okay. Anyways, move on. I do want to mention uh, Dean Cundy as well. We I know we talked about him. Cundy is that the writer? Dean Cundy. No. Uh, the DP. Oh, okay. Uh, he, Your department. Yeah. He, he shot Roger <laughs> Rabbit. That, right? We talked about last week. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's why he sounded familiar. He shot this movie. I had to. I wanted to look up just. 
I respect Incundi a, a lot. Right. And there have always been these um, these really bad HMI moments that pop up in Jurassic Park Well, and that's when they're outside. And I actually watched, and I was very... Did I was, you I was, do I was, research on it? I was watching the behind-the-scenes stuff, and I was sitting there looking at the, his lighting plots outside, and I'm like, this is very simple and weird, and they're like really kind of hot, like HMI, like, like cross-shot like cross shot HMI shots. What was your issue with the HMI shots? That, yes, like... Uh, uh, the big one, the biggest one, the biggest offender is when you, the first time you see uh, Gennaro, the lawyer, right? Yeah. He comes up on the raft and there's this really nice shot where uh, the, the minor guy comes out and he meets him and they go around. That shot looks fine, but then there's this really awkward cut where it goes from a wide shot to like a full shot and it barely cuts in. And then all of a sudden there's this giant HMI with this huge edge light on right. it. They almost look like they're composited in the shot right. because there's so much of an HMI on them. Yeah. And I, I, had a, I had a real issue with that. But well, that's, then, that's, well, that's because you can you in, in a wide shot you can't really light. So and they, but they punched in and they brought the light in because he's wanted to do some work. Well, it's specific to Hawaii. Apparently, in Hawaii, the wa- the weather uh, patterns change so frequently from um, the sun being completely out to being cloudy that what they ended up doing was they just had it constantly set up for the HMIs to be struck for when it got cloudy. So the, it was always there, but it was just, you know, which, if they needed it or not. Yes, that which led sense. to some lighting inconsistencies, and the editor would use whatever the best take was. I was, like I said, I saw the the lighting plots. Like I was looking at some how they were doing, like, the, the scene where they pull up in the Jeep and they see the, the brontosaurus for the first time. Yeah, you know, and yes. That. And I was looking at the, how the lights were set up, and I was like, God, this is so simple and just, like, really kind of, like, bad. As far as, but it works, you know, if you watch it, it works. It just kind of, it also kind of proves that a little light goes a long way. Consistency is kind of a big thing, too. You know, Spielberg hadn't yet met um, Giannis. Jonas Kaminsky. Yeah, I think he, he met Janusz him uh, next year on, on Schindler's List, right? Yeah. I don't know. I think Spielberg is very quick. He saves money. I did see know? some things with the really behind the scenes stuff that kind of blew my mind where Spielberg is opping the camera a lot. He's actually on the dolly or over there. Like they, they've they've got like a a remote head, and he's over there working the wheels and at the monitor, like actually opping the camera. Like like, and he's like push in, push in, push in. All right, great, cut, move on. I'm like, you're fucking opping the camera. And they have another shot where he's like on there, and he's like sitting on the dolly, and he's got his eye up, and he's like yeah. pushing in, and like he's doing he's doing the camera moves. Yeah, he will on some shots. Yeah, I was yeah. like, wow, that's yeah. that's fucking neat. <laughs> You know, yeah. <laughs> man knows what he wants. Yeah, I mean, yeah, dude, just let let that man jump up there and get on. Like, you ride that Panavision camera, baby. Come on. Uh, yeah, there's there's some uh, there's also great uh, behind the scenes, like when they see that brontosaurus for the first time, and they they said they were looking the grip just had a I don't know a whiteboard with an X on it, right, up on a pole. And you know they were they were just sitting there trying not to laugh, and like Spielberg's off with a bullhorn, being like, "Roar! I'm a brontosaurus. I'm <laughs> you're shocked right now. Oh, now you're smiling. Oh, but you're kind of scared." <laughs> and Jeff awesome. Goldblum's on there, like, "Yeah, you know, it was, a, it was an interesting way of working CGI." I liked seeing him. Uh, like I was looking at some scenes where he was directing Jeff Goldblum, and Jeff Goldblum was. I don't know. It's very interesting. You had you had Richard Attenborough and, and Jeff Goldblum. It's like it's like the scene where they they met the kids for the first time. And, oh yeah. And they, they're kind of talking about how they're going to get into the cars, and they were kind of working out the blocking. It's it's, it's pretty neat seeing. Oh yes, them all yeah. kind of like just figure it out. He's like he's like, well, I, I know we, I know we want the camera right here, but like like just just stand up here. We're going to figure that out. We'll get to you in a minute. Okay, cool. So you're going to come over here. It, it just felt like wow. That's kind of like how we do it. You know, it, it, it felt like they felt well, like yeah. they, it, I know what I'm saying. It just felt like they were figuring it out on the day. You know, it's like, you, but they have billions of dollars behind them. 
Well, I, he did storyboard the shit out of this movie, though. That is Spielberg's thing. Like, he storyboards everything to a T. Rex. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and this is where we've gone at the time of night. I don't know. Hey, guys, what, what, what else you guys got on Dress how, how does this rank in your, um, in your Spielberg movies? Oh. I have a lot of series, that a lot of franchises that I really like. Right. Like, I like Star Wars. And there's movies that I, I really like in the Star Wars franchise. And, you know, we, that, that's great. Jurassic Park is a, a franchise I nostalgia on hard. Like, I, there's not an installment I, I dislike. I love... Dude, I, I'm not kidding. I've seen every one of these movies at least 30 times. With the exception of the Jurassic the, the World The most films. recent ones, yeah. Yeah. Have not seen that, th- those, that many times, but... Because fuck Chris Pratt, right? I, I, no, 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 no. I'm putting words in your mouth. I'm sorry. <sighs> Come on. No, I, no. I just don't... Look, I know, I, it's not that fuck Chris Pratt. I just don't think he's... I think we've maybe overblown his movie star quality. He's got good charisma, but I, really I don't like him. I don't think he's Harrison Ford. I just don't. Like he's, I can't see him listen, pulling off the fugitive. He's more Harrison Ford than Shia LaBeouf. Well, okay. There you go. Yeah, that's true. So Spielberg has been wrong before. But wait, he didn't wait, Yes, he we're, did. We're not no, that that's his son, dude. That's not Indiana Jones. He was okay. set up to be a replacement, though. The, the hat fell at his feet. And Harrison Ford took it. That was the loudest applause I heard during that film. <laughs> and the theater. It may have been the only applause I heard during that film. <laughs> Dude, I, the people lost their shit when he fucking took that hat from him. Oh, my God. Lost their shit at the end of that movie. He's like, I'm not done yet. Yeah, dude, some guy stood up and just went, yes! Yes, fuck you! <laughs> Guys were pissed. Uh, anyway, but no, this is this is a series I do nostalgia on. I, no, it, man, it's great. Yeah, it came it came out at a good Major time. Major part of my childhood. Yeah, and it was a big thing. And dude, who doesn't like dinosaurs? Like, fuck, dude, every kid likes dinosaurs. Every kid loves dinosaurs. I, I, like, I love dinosaurs. Do you know how many times that I actually sat and drew the Jurassic Park logo? Like just like like as a kid, I just sit there and I would like draw that like logo of the Tyrannosaurus, like which I think it's really weird that like they bring dinosaurs back to life, but their logo is the a bones. bones of a dinosaur. <laughs> I, I thought that was cool, man, because that's how you recognize it, right? Like yeah. you don't you don't know what that animal looks like in in you know in the wild, but you know what the bones look like, right? I thought that was great, and they really have feathers apparently, and it looks very like you know I don't know, look very corporate. Like very theme park corporate, like each one of the dinosaurs no, are like. They did such a great job, like making all the like the, the toys the way a Disney would make, or like the thermos. I mean, I had a fucking like Jurassic oh, Park yes. lunchbox with a thermos and and like uh, like all kinds of shit, dude. I used to have stickers and like just it's ridiculous shit that, that you would when that movie came out. All that shit already existed as if it had been around forever. So where would you rank this in your Spielberg list? Holy shit. You asked the question. I know. That's really, that's a hard question, isn't it? Yeah, because I can't figure out. I mean, no. I'd probably put about three guys. I mean, like, what, what, what are you guys thinking? Like, I, I think I think Raiders and Jaws are definitely better. Those are definitely better. Than um, Jurassic is, Park. Is this, but, is this better than But E3? then, then I got to go like Schindler's List. Uh, see, but that's, it, but I feel like that's a different type of movie, though. But it's still his movie. You're right, yeah, you're but right. like, okay, like, I'm I guess this is a difference, like between like, is it your personal list versus like, is it a better movie list? Yeah, like, is this actually a good film or not? Like, yes, you're right. Schindler's List is a better movie. Saving Private Ryan is a better movie. Munich. Yeah, Munich. Oh man, fuck, I love Munich. Yeah, fucking Munich's, Munich's a better beautiful. movie. 1941. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now you're going down the rabbit hole. Of not hook. following, buddy. I mean, like, wait, have we done Hook yet? I love Hook. 
That's, he was, yeah, yeah. So he, he he had just done Hook and then he jumped into this. And the thing that was blowing my mind the most on the special features was that while he was doing the special effects for Jurassic Park, he was fucking shooting Schindler's List. Can you imagine? Wow. Yeah. Like that that Holocaust fun dinosaur film. He's like he's like, look, I'm over here with Liam fucking Neeson. Fuck, bro. <laughs> and we're crying and dealing with heavy shit. Girl in the red dress. I don't understand how you process that. Because <sighs> you're a fucking master. Yeah. How do you like Hook? You like Hook? I'm not the. I think Hook, that's a, definitely Hook, a, a weaker film. Rufio. I think it's one of his weaker films, dude. Like that's like bottom three. That's down there with Terminal in 1941, in my opinion. Wow. I mean, well, think about what he's done. Close Encounters. Well, yeah, I mean, better. I can't think of Duel's better. Even Sugar though Express I, I don't, better. I don't hate the movie. I think it's a fun movie, but Jimmy on Robert. his list, it's like, yeah, it's on the bottom of the list. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a fun movie. Though. It's a, at least I mean, bottom five. Wow! You compare Hook with Think about it, dude. Yeah. No, you're right, but I still love the movie. It's not. It's not. I mean, like, there's there's way worse movies than that. But yeah, but you put well, it that's on, also how it, good he is. Put it on, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Put it on his list, right? Yeah, ET's better. Is ET better than this? No, then no. Hook. Oh, ET. Okay, no. ET's better than Hook. I'll agree with that. But is ET? But so no. ET. So no. ET's no. not better than this. No, no, no. Way. I wouldn't make. I know. No. So you're so you're looking at Jaws. What else? <laughs> okay, okay. Raiders, we got Jaws, Jaws, Raiders, Raiders. Cl- Close Encounters. I could, I could see that. I don't know. It depends on the day you ask me. It depends on my mood, man. Right. It depends on my Spielberg mood. I respect that movie so much because it's the only Spielberg film that he like really 100% truly wrote. I mean, he did write AI, but you know, that's from Kubrick's notes. But. Yeah. I really like that one too. That's a really great one. I forgot yeah. about it. Yeah, that's really great. And actually, I really like War of the Worlds mostly. I like Minority Report better. That's my favorite. Oh, that is good, too. Yeah. yeah. Look at all these fucking movies this dude's done. Yeah, dude. He's done a shit ton. But anyways, I'm going to say it's coming in at number three for me. And Amistad? Oh, I love that I one forgot too. about that, too. <laughs> right? Free. Um, Color Purple? Yep. Oh, shit. Fucking Empire of the Sun, bro. Yeah, Empire of the Sun. Oh, my God. You're bringing back that fucking 80s, uh, mid-80s um, period he did. So, uh, Richard, I, I was talking to Brian about this earlier. So, Richard Attenborough, uh, Dr. Hammond in this. Yeah. Uh, the previous year at the Oscars, he won for uh, Gandhi. And yeah. Spielberg had a movie in the Oscars at the same time and did not win for Best Picture. What movie was that, Brian? Do you remember? It's got to be The Color Purple. but Or Empire of the Sun. Yeah. The- I always think of Empire of the Sun that uh, Batman was the little kid. Yeah, it's got to be Color Purple, 1986. It's E.T. 83. He was nominated for Best Director. Was Gandhi 86? Gandhi. What year is it? 82. 82. So fuck, no, it would have been E.T. Was E.T. up for Best Picture that year? Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Wow, so they actually waited a long time to do this, like to, to hook up and work together. Gandhi beat out uh, E.T. Gandhi beat out E.T. That's that's probably appropriate. No, yeah, totally. Gandhi, to- yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 that, that makes sense. But anyway, so I think it's really funny that... But the like, verdict was also nominated. Well... Just throwing that out there. Paul Newman? That's a great movie. But also, uh, Ben Kingsley pulled out teeth to play Gandhi. To match him. Is that true? That is true. You should look that up. He actually had teeth removed to match Gandhi. Ben Kingsley now scares me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm really serious. At my job. His, his, I know, I know it's not cool to listen to the Nerdist podcast these days because of Chris Hardwick's bullshit. But, uh, but he's should, not on that. But, but Ben Kingsley did the Nerdist and it's great. You should listen to his, like he, he goes into his method and all that. He's a really cool dude. You know, why is it not right. cool to listen to him? There's some shit going on with uh, Chad Hardwick was accused of Chris Chris Hardwick Chris from, Chris not, Hardwick from why Memphis. do I keep wanting to say Chad uh, Chris Hardwick was uh, uh, you know he's he's one of the most recent like Me Too guy you know but people is he on the Nerdist podcast he created the Nerdist podcast okay he's the Nerdist Benson 
Gotcha. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> He's the nerdist of the nerdiest of the nerdist. Uh, anyway, so uh, so, but like, how many Elkins do you give it? Uh, Jurassic Park's a ten, bro. I mean, oh, like, there we go. Yeah, here it is. It's I don't get to hear that every often. Yeah, it's a ten. I, look, yeah. If yeah, how could you not give it a ten? Yeah, you I, could, I agree. You could nitpick this movie to death, like if you want to be an asshole and not <laughs> like life. I give this two point three Elkins. <laughs> I mean, this is you know. what an asshole. <laughs> Not only did it change cinema, it's fun. It holds up. Yeah. That's definitely true. Amazing, amazing, amazing dig in your brain score. Oh, yeah. This is a good John Williams score. Dude. I mean, it has. He hadn't given us a good, great one on, you know, for a while right. when we got this. It'd been a hot minute since he was we like, had I still got it. <laughs> yeah, it's classic Spielberg entering a new age of digital. It is classic Spielberg, but this is the one Spielberg movie. That over all the rest, well, okay, maybe not above all the rest because he he went into that phase where like he started doing ten ten and his camera work started changing a little bit and he started yeah that's more recent though yeah that's what I'm saying it's more recent stuff yeah he kind of floats the camera a little bit more and moves it maybe a little bit excessive and a little bit too much from a little bit unnatural yeah a little bit more like like a modern Scorsese yeah and but Jurassic Park is it is the most stale. Of Spielberg's movies, cinematography-wise, like the shots, there's not like a there's not a Jaws moment. There's not. I'm just thinking of like Color Purple in the Farm. There's or even like fucking War Horse, like later in his career. Oh, man. There's not. You're, you're like Saving Private Ryan. You get those right. big vistas. There's. I'm not a fan of the aspect ratio. I don't like that they went one eight five. Exactly. One. Yeah. It doesn't feel epic in that way. You know, there there is a little something that this one. It almost feels safe. It does. It feels like like, it, it feels, like he was a little uncomfortable what the CGI is going to do, so let's shoot it safe. Right. It seems like they turned it around pretty quickly, and you don't want to have to add extra work on there. To yeah, know. they actually came in under scheduled, didn't they? I mean, well, they had so that's like impressive. a fucking year in post. Well, I mean, you know, and also, but the, but when they got which the budget, is crazy when they got the budget, they didn't even have the technology to do what they wanted to do. So they're like, all right, well, let's let's figure it out. Oh yeah, I it's mean, the, like they'd yeah. already shot all that stuff, and they were like, well. We think we can put the dinosaurs in these shots. Wait, this is going to work, right? <laughs> I mean, it is kind of crazy. I mean, like, you know, fucking 63 fucking million dollars is your budget in fucking 1993. That's still a lot of money, man. And think about, money. think about, like, visually, he goes from first CGI dinosaurs in epic dinosaur movie to black and white. With He's one. like, we got to calm it down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we got to bring this back down to earth, guys. Come on. Well, almost black and white. Can There's... we have one red dress? Look, please? guys, we'll just do one thing red. But like, but all the set work and all that and that still had some money in behind a Schindler's List. Oh, it's, I love that movie. It's gorgeous. Yeah, but it's like a quarter of the budget of this film. <laughs> <laughs> and he was shooting it while he was doing post in this, and got that movie out. In the same year that this movie was released. Literally, like, six months after Jurassic Park came out, Schindler's List was in theaters. That's fucking crazy. Right? That's and while he was man. while he was approving the effects on this, he was filming that. So he, he got that movie pre-productioned and shot and released in about a year and a half. And it won an Oscar. That's and super it, impressive. Yeah. He's a, he's a very impressive filmmaker. Um, I really, like, I strongly recommend if you... you if you want to save time and just look at like his camera overheads on how he condenses shots and I mean, he, he saves money and you know, Jurassic park, I think is, is one of the films where you can really see where he does save money. Like, I, yeah, I don't think he does like a, a lot uh, that many takes. Like, even if you look at the, the scene where they're all having the chili and sea bass, 
with, <laughs> with Hammond, and they're yeah. all in that the, the room with the projected lights. Like the continuity is out the window. Like Ian Grant, uh, Alan Grant, like his hands are all over the place in every shot, and like Malcolm is like different postured all the time, and like nobody's like. You could just tell they were just like had one camera up here, and they were just like, "Yeah, yeah, just just go. We're just gonna cut this together. <laughs> don't, don't don't worry about it. It'll be good. It's gonna work. Yeah, good. They were rushing through it. You know, it's the same thing with the lighting. Just and the give HMI. me some cutaways. Some yeah, and the clouds. Like they were they were kind of like under the gun, and they got this done. He is really good though. At those little cutaway inserts. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like he draws your attention to the the right stuff, especially in the suspense moments, man. Oh yeah, he excels at that so well. I love the on the making of this when they're trying to figure out how to put the ripples in the water. Like he drawn them out. Oh yeah, and they couldn't figure it out. So eventually, they ran that guitar string under the hood or the dashboard. Oh, I don't think it was actually under the dashboard. I think it was actually a frequency that they would play. Oh really? I thought yeah. they ran a string under the. I know dash. the guy said he he put the he had a guitar yeah and he put a cup on on the actual acoustic guitar and then played it and it did it and I, I think he's right though i think they did run the strings i think they ran a they, string they, they, they did under it. The, oh did they under yeah. that dashboard and they played different frequencies on it oh, okay i think i misunderstood that because the, the way he was the sound i thought i thought he was like using. No, i think it has to actually vibrate the table to make it happen that's See, crazy i would have never thought of because that. the table no. doesn't vibrate though no, it doesn't. Yeah, so that's why I was like... Well, it's a set, so you could have that piece of dashboard set to... Doom. Under there, there yeah. was uh, Steve Vai was hanging out underneath there, like, plucking the guitar string. It's definitely it's definitely badass. Adds Which, I mean, you think about it, like, that's such, such a simple-looking thing. Like, oh, they vibrated the cup to make rings. But no, those are perfect rings. <laughs> yeah, they really are. And it's such an iconic shot. What's going to happen to the goat? What goat? All right, guys. I think we got to our ratings. I think that's going to do it for us tonight. No, did you give it a ten too? Of course I did. Oh. This is a total ten. Total ten. Yep, ten Elkins out of ten. All right, guys. You've been listening to the Movie Crew podcast. If you guys want to get in contact with us, our email address is themoviecrew at gmail dot com. That's themoviecrew. Crew spelled C R E W E. e. That's right. Extra E at the end of the word crew at gmail.com. You guys can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Movie Crew Pod. Benson, where can our listeners follow you? At J. Over Benson on Twitter. Jared, where can they follow you, sir? You can follow me on Twitter at Jared B. Callen on Instagram at Check the Gate. If you leave us a five star review on Apple iTunes, I will send you a t shirt. Please include your shirt size so I can know. What size shirt to send you so I can continue to track our listeners? Man, dude, I don't know about this low jack uh, <laughs> tracking of the listeners. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure I, I, I like, love our walls. Against, against I, I love. I love. I love our listeners. Oh my! Both gosh. of them. <laughs> you ever feel like you're just talking to a wall? <laughs> no, guys, I'm I'm right here. Oh, that's right. Yet again, we're all in Brian's head. We don't exist. All right. So like always, guys, we're going to be closing out the show with a little bit of the soundtrack. We're going to be playing track two, theme from Jurassic Park. And we're also going to be playing track five, the raptor attack from Mr. John Williams. Enjoy. We'll see you next week or actually next Friday the 13th for Friday the 13th.
And I still haven't gotten a, uh, an answer back from the movie crew Gmail. Oh, would you wait? Hold up. Fuck shit. Did you, did you actually email I them? did email them. <laughs> <laughs> what did you write? I asked. I said, hey, uh, this is Jared with the movie crew podcast. Uh, unfortunately, you have the same name that we do. <laughs> and I was wondering if you would relinquish the um, email address to us. Uh, please hit me back at, you know, that. I'll let you know if it comes back in. Oh, dude. I told do. you I was going to ask. Oh, that is priceless. It never hurts to ask for an email address. Oh. And I'm willing to pay an upwards of $100 to get it back. And I'm going on record at saying that now. Oh, wow. I'm willing to spend absolutely no money at all. See, but I'll, I'll do it, though. Let's, let's read this email when we get it. Yeah, when it comes in, I'll read it, I promise. Oh, man.